Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the 1871 podcast and this is our penultimate episode for series one and for our final episode of the series tomorrow we'll be looking back on some of the great guests we've had on and some of the stories that we've heard from them and Dylan Kerr should hopefully be with us for that one as well so that's available from 10am tomorrow but now I'm delighted to introduce today's special guest former Royal Striker and current under 23s manager Noel Hunt. So welcome to the show, Noel. Cheers, Mark. Uh, Now, Noel, obviously everyone knows you from your uh, days as a Reading player. You joined Reading in 2008, 162 appearances, 39 goals. And of course, the Reading fans were hoping they might see you involved in the Legends game last weekend. But you were away, you're still away, aren't you? So, and I know you, you wanted to play, didn't you? Yeah, I was desperate to play. Um, I've always got it. It was really, and it, it was uh, it was tough for a few weeks up to it, leading up to it, and seeing everybody involved. Because um, you know what it means, obviously, to uh, you know to the people that played and to the people that were involved, and even the fans. So it was a tough one to swallow. But obviously, I had a prior engagement been booked for two or three years uh, with the wedding, and then obviously made it into a family holiday. So I wouldn't, I just couldn't get there. Um, if I could, I would have. My wife was like, if you could have, you would have. Um, but it just wasn't to be. Um, but the videos, I mean, all the videos are amazing. The videos are pre, the interviews with the boys, seeing Bobby back and, you know, obviously Marcus back and some of the boys that were there when I first came to the club. It was amazing. All right. Well, hopefully if they if they do it again anytime soon in the next 150 years, then uh, you can, you can yeah, do it. Yeah, count me in. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So... If it's all right with you, Noel, we'll we'll talk about your time at Reading, and then sort of sort of talk about you know what you've been up to recently as well. Um, so take us back, if if you could, to when you first joined Reading. How did that move, uh, you know, originally come about? I, well, the story behind it is a bit mental. I came down for a uh, for a stag deal. We we'll leave that there. When I signed. <laughs> I know Brian McDermott and whatnot um, had come to Scotland a few times. And I met I met Brian McDermott and Nicky Hammond uh, on random occasions. Uh, back in Ireland, I met him um, watching a game in St. Pat's one evening. 
And then, obviously, being in Scotland, I, I met him a few times at the games, not knowing that they were there to come to the end of it looking at me. Um, just thought they were there just because they were everywhere, you know, and they, their recruitment was really, really good. They would fly anywhere to see every game. Uh, they covered all aspects of the world, to be fair to them, um, with the network they had. So it, it kind of came about that summer. Um got a phone call. If I go through it, it's kind of weird because I came down with nothing but the greatest intentions of going to my brother's uh, stag do, uh, Stephen's stag do. I was best man for his wedding. I came down on the Tuesday because I got a really bad head injury shock and I had to get like seven or eight stitches in, in, the, in the front of my head from a training uh, thing. But we'd been knocked out of the cup at Dundee United a few weeks before. So the weekend coming up was a, uh, was a cup weekend. So... Um, I went down, came down on the, on the Tuesday just because the gaffer gave us a few days off at the time. Craig Levine who was brilliant. Um, and um, Stephen, I played golf on the Wednesday for Mertz's testimonial. Um, and we played golf and I played with all the boys. And whoever didn't play came around in the golf golf carts. And it was really what an unbelievable atmosphere it was amongst everybody, you know. Um, I couldn't believe how receptive and how, how warm it was. Um, that they just embraced me, even though I wasn't playing for the club, I had no intentions of playing for the club, um, took me in and stuff. So the next morning, instead of leaving me in bed, um, Stephen pulled me out of bed and said, come in and watch training. I hogged wouldn't have fall. I don't want to go in. Because I knew, I knew I'd go in, I'd see you, I'd, you'd get jealous, even though I knew where I was playing was really good and I was very fortunate. I just thought, I don't want to go in and see the boys kicking Premier League footballs and, you know, I watched this every Saturday night, so I knew I'd be I'd be jealous. But Stephen walked straight in, walked straight into the office with me. I didn't know where I was going, and he went straight up to the gaffer, who was Steve Copper at the time. Was gaffer? We got one more for training. How we fixed? And I'm pretty sure it was De La Cruz that just pulled out training that about ten minutes before it, and he was we've just lost one, so he can train if he wants. And obviously, when he said, "Look, you can train," I said, "I'll train, no problem." So I was training, but like I, I, I didn't. Fernie was the physio, and I didn't go anywhere near the physio room because I knew I had a big gash on my head. I've got a scar. I think it's <laughs> a dent in the scar. I think it's this side here, um, and uh, I was stuck together with glue and whatnot. So absolutely loved training. Came in, I was running around scoring goals. Like I was living the dream in training. I was living the dream. I, my, the, we started playing like a seven-a-side game. My, my first one was a tussle with Harps in midfield. I took the ball down. I've played it wide and I've just ran for the box. And I remember Dave Kitson just taking it on his left foot and whipping an unbelievable ball in. And I remember jumping and beating. I'm pretty sure it was Dooms. Um, and I scored against Marcus. Like, and I started laughing to myself. I thought that was pretty easy, wasn't it? Uh, you know, <laughs> anyway, went through training, scoring goals, ended up being a goal and off kind of thing where you, you have three teams, one on the outside. And it was like, you score. The other team has to go off on the transition. They come, you know, the team comes in off the outside, it's got to get back and defend and organize. And you got to go score through them as quick as you can, kind of thing. Um, so I really enjoyed it. And then I trained the next day. I always thought I was training to keep fitness. You know, I've got a, a big, I had an important game the week after that. And that was my focus on Dundee United. Um, so I thought I'm keeping my fitness up here. I'm not losing any because if I was at Dundee United, they wouldn't let me train with my head. And I was, I was obsessed with being fit. Like, um, so. I thought if I'm down here and training, no one's going to know about it, you know. And that's what it was. It was like I'm training and getting much sharp and getting sharp and getting sharp and getting sharp. And um, and um, that was that was the that was that was the, 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 the 
after Osaka in February. Yeah. Or I ended up playing the cup final that 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 uh, that season. We got beat off, off Rangers in the cup final. I, ended up, I scored, but we got beat on penalties. Um, and I, I knew I knew Roy was at the game, McDermott. Um, and I knew there was a because I I knew there was something going on in terms of I knew something was brewing for me because I had a, had a good season. I never thought Redden was going to be the one like, but I, I knew I'd, I had contact with it with Celtic and whatnot and a few others. So. I thought, wow, we'll see what happens. Like, and that was it. And then when I got a phone call, funny enough, how how mad you wait all off season. I was just waiting to get back to train. We'd finished. Let's say I had probably ten days off, and I wanted to get back in and train. So, um, when I came back in, I was almost got two phone calls and one about uh, they accepted a bid from Redden, um, and they accepted a bid from Celtic. So I thought, wow. So I phoned Stephen obviously straight away saying, "Listen, what's happening? Are you staying or what?" Because you know they've just been relegated. There was talk of obviously Kevin, you know, uh, Kits had just gone to Stoke, and um, I think the money that they sold Kits for was going towards me, or like five percent of it, whatever it was. Um, but uh, but I I wanted to know if he was staying, um, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm staying, 100 percent staying," and, and Kev was staying. I thought, right, okay. So I picked, obviously, coming to play with my brother over, going to play with my probably my childhood team, um, which I thought was more important to me morally, you know. So uh, it was always something that I wanted to do. Uh, and that was it. So that, that's how it came about. I remember coming down the plane, getting, you know, meeting my agent at the airport, going doing the medical, meeting the boys in Sweden. Um, and it was almost like I'd been there forever. And I'll, I'll never forget um, the first, uh, when, obviously, because the boys were away, I, I I walk. I was down in the dressing room and I took a walk out and I'll never forget the first time I walked out up the steps. I kept my head down um, until I walked to the grass and I looked up and it just felt like home. I just felt like that. I don't want to leave. And that was like, I just signed probably, I hadn't signed yet. I, I was in the middle of my medical. So um, it just felt perfect for me, you know. So, uh, and that was probably the first real club that I fell in love with from that view, from that smell. I always get it when I walk out the steps um, onto the grass. I'll never look above the grass line until I get there. Like, um, and it's, it's yeah. an unbelievable. It's an unbelievable, like, um, feeling. And you, uh, you, you started scoring straight away, didn't you? You talked about that in training, but you, you scored in the pre season tour in Sweden. And then you scored in your first competitive game for Reading in, in the League Cup, I think, wasn't it? So, what was that like yeah, to? What was that like was, to hit the ground running, if you like? Um, I didn't care. I just I felt I knew that because I, I look. I was when I watched. I mean, we said Leroy was still there. Obviously, Kev was there. You know, Doyle was there, and 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 Leroy was there, and Shane was still there. And I was the fourth to come in. I was obviously with the gaffer. He always liked four strikers. Um, and and uh, the first home game, I, I travelled, but I was on the bench. And he said, no, uh, you, you're not on the bench. I said, I said no problem, gaff. No, oh, this is not, no problem. I'm ready when you need me. You know, because I, I thought, wow. And the game, the, it was a way to, it was a way to Forest. It gave me such a fright of the pace Um the atmosphere, the pace, it was almost... And I'd played in big stadiums. I'd played against like Rangers and Celtic at 60,000 and that. I, I thrived off it. I loved it. I, 
I love the, the booze from Rangers. For, it, it made me want to play. It made me want to go and do it. And it, uh, even at Parkhead, because I was a Celtic fan, um, I've scored there and I've scored against them. And that, just that silence, you can hear it. It'll stay with you forever. But I love the big crowd. Um, but the, 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 the intensity of the game caught me by surprise that day. So it was more like I was playing on off fear for the first year I'd say because I didn't I didn't think that I was good enough um and I knew that through the years my fitness was the thing that got me there my, my I'd work as hard as I could for the team to get us to it I didn't care about scoring I didn't care about um uh having the line I just wanted to win you know I wanted my team my team to win that was it that was all I ever wanted um and I and I remember saying to Kev because um, I didn't, because the gaffer said, listen, you know, this is the way it's going to work. I've got to give Leroy a chance because I never gave him a fair chance last year, which is fair enough. I've got to give Shane a chance because I never gave Shane a fair chance last year. Um, and then and then I'll, if it comes to it, you'll get your chance. I said, gaff, no problem with that. I've got no problem with that. You let you, I'm ready when you need me, no problem. So I knew the story from the start and I was happy with that. And I, I knew that I'd get my chance. Whenever it was, I, I could work towards it like, and work off the pitch I'm improved myself before I came on the pitch type thing. But then obviously I scored against Dagenham Redbridge like in the 85th minute. I'll never forget it. It was like a, it was a, it was Shane done really well. Stephen and Shane done really well. And they've squared it. I've, I've come in at the back post and slid it in. Um, saved us from going, the, the boys are buzzing because it saved us from going to extra time, I think. And, and they, they didn't want that. Um, so so from that, I didn't care. I had so much, so much, so many good people around me. Um that I knew that if we were just together, we'd do well. And I wasn't focused on me scoring goals, me being the lineman. I just wanted us to do well as, as a whole, you know. Um, and so that, that's when I came. So I started coming on and affecting games, obviously. Uh, and then I got the show off the gaffer. It was like um, probably the Saturday after the game. Uh, I can't remember who we played on that Saturday, but I, I might have even been a couple of days before I said, look, if if we don't, you know, if we don't find a mixture to, tomorrow, be ready to start possibly Tuesday. So I thought, right, bang, get it in my head that I'm starting Tuesday kind of thing. So like before the game, I, I obviously walked and played with everyone in training, but obviously Kev was the number one. You know, Kev was number one striker. That was it. He was he was class. He was top class. Um, and, and he was an unbelievable guy. So I remember going on the feeling, well, listen, I, I don't care. I will do everything I can to get you a goal. That's it. I'll start this my job tonight is to get you a goal. And I go, if I get you a goal, if I get you a chance, you'll score. I can't say the same about me. If you get me a chance, I'll try. Like, but I said, if I know that if I get Kevin a chance, I'll score. And he was he started laughing because no, no, I'm deadly serious, Kevin. I'm, I'm not if I'm if I'm running on an angle, I'm squaring it. Like I'm not shooting, I'm squaring it, I'm playing percentages. That's what I play. And he was like, right, okay. And then lo and behold, in the game, um, I can't remember who reversed it back and said so it might have been Liam Rosini or, or, or Jimmy. I think it was Liam slid it down. So I've gone down the side, inside the box, down the side. And instead of shooting, I've waited and I've squared it to Kev and he scored. And I, when he's celebrating after I walk back, he goes, I can't believe he squared. I go, well, I told you that's, I'm not going to, I don't care about scoring. I just care about us winning. Like so. And that was where it kind of sparked off with me and Kev for that, for the first half of that season. Um, we had loads of, complimentary work and whatnot and flick-ons and uh, assists and goals for each other along with Stephen as well and then you know because you, you know what it, it is a, a form game when you're in form you're flying but if you're not in form you need your partner to help you um, and that's the way I saw it Yeah Johnny do you want to come in now? 
I'm just going to say now that sums you up as a player for Reading. I think you were the most underestimated team player as a forward I think we've ever had because you did the work for everyone else and didn't seek the glory, if that's fair, because you were just yeah. always played. And, and, and you played off some players, obviously, later on, Jason, Adam LaFondra and stuff. But you, you did the hard jars, didn't you? And it, it was just so brilliant to watch. Was that was that something you? I know I'm starstruck talking to you because I, I just think you know that yeah. was a you know it, it was part big element of that team. Yeah, I think it was it's scary because we were quite proud of running. We are quite we were proud of working hard. Um, yeah, and 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 the best teams in the world work the hardest. You don't, it doesn't matter who you are. You look at the cities, the Liverpools, the Real Madrid's of the world. They're the hardest working teams. They play yeah. eighty games, ninety games a year. They, um, you know, they churn out these performances week after week after week. It's not by fluke. It's not. It's not ability. You know, yeah. ability gets you so far, um, and 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 then your character and your mentality gets you a career. Um, and I learned that it's a great saying from from Peter Scott, the coach I work with now at Red. But I, I, I've always truly believed that. Um, that hard work, yeah, it won't guarantee you the win, but it'll give you a better chance. Yeah. You know, and, and we had a thing where we were, I wanted to cover over 12K every game. So if when I came off, if I came off with cramp after 88 minutes or 85 minutes or 75 minutes, I'll be close to 12K. I'll be as close as I could be because I knew then, and it worked really well in the later years because um, the year after that, obviously Kevin went, I was playing up front with Shane. I think we, we he had like three or four goals before I came back from an injury. I was out, obviously. I, I had been out for a, a period of time where, where I broke my foot uh, before the playoff the first season and my appendix ruptured, which was a bit mental. Um, but um, I came back then and I, I had a, a bad knee injury that kept me out for nearly a year or over a year. And when I came back that season, I come back, I mean, my, my partner was Shane, who, again, I loved and I loved playing with and I fought so much of as a player and as a person. Um, you can't get nicer people to work with or better people yeah. to work with. Um, so with that, Shane, he had three or four goals. He ended up with 27 or 24 goals that season. Um, yeah. And I think I had like 12 or 14 assists to it, which I loved doing because I, I, I get the same buzz. I, I got the same buzz from scoring as, I, as someone else scored. I got the same feeling. You know, I was just oh, so overjoyed, and it over it overcomes you that that feeling of scoring goals. Um, and it didn't matter if it was me or someone else; I didn't care. You know, just I was just that was that was what we were here to do. You know, um, so that was I think I prided myself on that on, on being the hardest working. Uh, um, and I, I, the first season, I couldn't I couldn't beat Stephen for distance; it was still my head. So, <laughs> so, so much so to the fact that like, um, I'd be running back for corners. And we sprinting back up the field and running back again. It was it got in my head like that. I thought I need to try beat him in a distance trip of the game somehow. But he was a left winger. He was up and down, and like you know, I just but I was obsessed with trying to beat him. You know what I mean? In that little corner of my mind, like is that sibling rivalry something that spurred you both on as players? Like growing up when you started out your careers and where you went to, and then when you could join together as players. Already. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I never played football as a kid. Um, Stephen always played football. Stephen was always wanting to be a football player. That's the only thing he was ever going to be. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't start playing football till I was twelve, thirteen, and at that I was a goalkeeper half the time. 
And I went on trial. I went on trial to Crystal Palace as a goalkeeper. There you go. Um, which is a bit mental, but I did like. And uh, I remember, I remember the day they told me that I was just too small to be a goalkeeper. Uh, it was the same day that Stephen was in the first team photo shoot for the calendar for the for the next season coming. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to goal again. That's rubbish. So you know I mean, I, I didn't like feeling like that, and it's horrible. And unfortunately, I see it now, like for the last three or four years, when you. Leaving people to go, or letting players uh, releasing them from the contracts and whatnot, it, it's tough. It's tough, yeah. and it's not. It's not nice because um, essentially these these kids they're not only losing their jobs, they're losing their dreams for for that certain amount of time until they get pick themselves up and go again. And I, I try to say to them that, um, guys, I was told no before. I, I was told no loads at loads of times and loads of places that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't. Um, don't let it destroy you. If anything, use it as a positive reaction to go and prove people wrong. You know, and I hope I hope to God that some of these boys do because it, it's tough. It's not it's not a nice conversation. You have to have empathy with it um, and understand where these boys are coming from. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. And you obviously... Um part of the the side that then you know went back up to the the Premier League what was that experience like of you know uh, Johnny's already mentioned you played with Jason Roberts uh, he he came in and it really sort of kicked on from there didn't it so what what was that like you know to have that that feeling of that you were part of that yeah I, listen it was unbelievable um I think I played 43 games that season I missed a couple from injury or, or first, I think maybe a suspension, maybe, I don't know. But uh, but uh, I, I remember playing quite a, a lot of the games. Um, and I remember uh, we got had a great partnership with Robbo because he was the same. He was like, listen, Hunty, I'll do everything I can. I was like, great, I'll do the same. Let's just go and work it. Let's go, dude, let's just go work back for us. Let's go work out work back for us. And that was, again, where we had tried and out working back for us as a two. You know, and keep so that's what we thought. We, we and I thought because because you learn to know the players you play with and what they're better than you at. So that's what I try to do. I try to take things off the players that were better than me at doing stuff, so I could then use it for my arsenal for all the world. Um, and uh, like Alfie was unbelievable, he, unbelievable, probably the, the closest to the best finisher I've ever played with. You know, along with Robbie Key and Ross McCormack, these you know, these boys who are natural born finishers. Um, Alfie was up there by by any by by no no fluke. You know, he's he's finishing and training every day. Um, you just knew if you got him the ball in the box, he would he would find a way to hit the target in the best possible way he could. You know, um, and I, I I knew that and we accepted that because it was a team game. We. Uh, we had people like we had people like Adam, like the Alfie that came off the bench, and had for twenty minutes we knew would nick us a goal. So I knew if I could do my work in seventy minutes to tire out this team, 
that we're playing against. A rubble. I was either I was coming off a rubble was, and he was coming on, or I'd get shifted to the wing, but he'd come on to the middle and we'd get him a goal. Um, and we knew that if we tired teams out, like outwork teams, they'd make a mistake or they'd lose concentration in them last five, ten minutes, and Alfie would go bang. And that was it. And it worked for us to a T. Um, and, and that I mean that see, that season with the run we had and the players we had, it was um it was a special. It was a special dressing room, like the one we had before. I mean, we prided ourselves on having a special dressing room, and we, we ran the dressing room. You know, it, it was amazing. Yeah. And Johnny, uh, anything else you want to ask? Oh, I could be all night. Uh, <laughs> I have to ask you now, like, the goal celebration. Where did that, the, the whole, I, the I couldn't even try it. The flip, yeah. Like, what, where is that? Is that one of your uh, train moves? Or? Do, you know, do you know what? And this is the truth. Um <laughs> I had signed as a kid. I could do this now. I do stupid things, mad things as a kid. I would jump, I would climb the highest trees. I would jump off my roof. I'd, you know, and when, when me and Stephen were young, uh, obviously Stephen's three, like nearly three years older than me. Like, so he had a bit of an advantage over me. Um, but Stephen was, was uh, he was claustrophobic really badly. So and, and my little girl is the same. And I, I was never claustrophobic. But I don't mind tight spaces or whatnot. But Stephen was so... If we ever got in a scrap, which is probably every hour of the day, um, <laughs> one thing that could... I mean, we're, we, guys, we lived in the country. We lived in the middle of nowhere. Our yeah, nearest neighbor yeah. was probably a mile away. All we had to do was to play football with each other. And I didn't even like football, so I'd get bullied into a posted site. You know what I mean? I wanted to climb trees. I had a dog. I'd go off walking for hours. They wouldn't see me. And, and I was probably six, seven, eight years old. But uh, Stephen would get me into playing football and... And we'd end up in a we'd end up in a scrap because we were competitive. We'd end up in a scrap most 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 days of the week. Um, and obviously he'd be stronger, so he could catch me with a couple of blows. But I knew that if I caught, got close to him and grappled him into a headlock, I had him. That was it. I'd grab him into a headlock. I wouldn't let him go till he was nearly passed out. And once once I knew that he had nearly gone and he was weak, I'd let him go and I'd run. And that'd be it. So I'd run, I'd jump. I'd be on my roof of my house, and by the time he climbed up, I mean, I'd scap up the house. I'd be straight up the side of the house, not a problem. He was a little bit afraid of heights, a little bit nervous. So the minute he got up onto the roof, I'd just run and jump off the end of the roof, clear the ditch, get out into the field. And by the time he climbed back down the roof, I'd be up in a tree. He just couldn't get near me, you know, because I, I knew I lived on fear. If I knew if he got me, he would have killed me, you know. So with that, I'd obviously create a bit of a spring in my legs, whatnot, through, through my childhood. And I remember I come back, I signed for Rovers, but I came back on loan to Waterford and I scored my first goal. I scored my first goal away at loan. It's, it's, it's embarrassing that I probably remember every goal I scored, um, which that means I'm not, probably not that many. But uh, the, I remember scoring my first goal at home um, at the RSC. And I ran in Cartwell, I done a flip. And what I'd done, I could not tell you. So I had to watch it back in like video form. A few a, a few days later, I go, I've done a backflip there. That's a bit cool, isn't it? And since then, I kind of did it. I thought, I'll keep that. It looks quite cool. A bit a bit Robbie Keane-esque, but a bit of a twist on it. So I kept it. Um, and I kept it. I used it the whole way through kind of thing. Um, and I, just, I was laughing because I probably, if I wanted to do it now, I could just go do one. I don't know why. I don't know why I, I'm, I'm able to. I'm that flexible or that springy. I, just, I could just do it like but um, yeah, so that's what I kind of kept it that way all the way through then. Yeah, and, and uh, you you obviously rejoined the club fairly recently uh, as under twenty threes manager. Can you tell us how how that came about? Yeah. Um, oh wow. 
well, obviously the job went. I, I know Mem Mem had left and he's gone. He went to Arsenal, um, and the job the job became uh, available. Uh, so I, I applied for it. Um, ironically enough, I I lived last June, up to last June, I lived five hundred yards from the new training ground. Uh, I moved I moved away in June. I moved like a half hour away, not far at all. Um, only to get closer to my wife's uh, parents with, with the kids because obviously our coaching is, is long hours, it's long nights, especially when you're involved in the first team. Um, I mean, I was leaving the house at six in the morning, half six, and I might not get back till one o'clock in the mo- morning if I've trained that day. You're taking training, you're watching games of, of games coming up, you're watching previous games, you're analysing, you're planning, um, and then you're going looking at players uh, that evening that may be playing in, in reserve games or there could be fixtures in, in your league on or whatever it is. So, you, so two or three nights a week, you're out to all hours. And I, I just felt it was better support from my wife and my girls to be closer to her mum and dad um, and, and the schools over there so she had a bit of help with that and whatnot. Um, and, and that was it. So I, I was all, I'd always, always, I mean, I'm a Red fan. I, I have been from, like I said to you, the, 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 the moments I walked up them steps um, that never changed. So I, I always watched. And I, I'd always see a cat go to academy games. And I'd always, you know, go down to the JMA and watch what's going on and whatnot, and have a look. And I always had a keen interest in the in the club, of course. Um, so it was always it was always in my heart if that makes sense. And then, when you know, at the the first conversation I had was obviously with Michael Jokes, um, and then I had a conversation at the time with Pono, um. And then it kind of escalated from there, uh, and uh, I was just I was I was honoured. I was delighted to get the call. Uh, I got the email. I actually got the email. It came through, but because I hadn't got notifications on my phone, <laughs> it was there for like a day, a day and a half. Um, and um, I remember I, I, I had favour an email that I was waiting to come in. That popped up and oh, I got an email from Renya, and it was like, please, could you? It was almost like get back those ASAP with your um, with your answer. I was like, it was almost like I'd left him for like 24 hours, probably more. I didn't mean to do it, like, but um, yeah, so I, I was so quick to get on the phone and say, listen, I apologize, I haven't seen the email. I, I, I gratefully accept the, you know, did the role. Um, and that yeah. was it. I was, you know, I was, I was over the moon. Yeah, brilliant. And, and what's, um, what's your, your main aim as, you know, with, with the under 23 players? Is it, is it mostly about preparing the players? As potential first team players, or you know, is there is there a lot more to it than that? Yeah, it, well, you're preparing them for life. I feel, and 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 this is this is where you know you look at the academy. It's it's got an unbelievable history, um, and I think we're at 429 players that have come through the academy that have played in first team, which is incredible since 1999, which is unbelievable. You know. Um, and for me, it's not academy football, 23 football. We try, myself and Scotty, we try and treat it as a first team environment. Um, so there's more responsibility for these players. Um, we, we give them an insight and we treat it as a, as, as a first team um, fictionalist in our own, in our own right. Um, because we've got to prepare these boys, hopefully, for our first team, which is the most important thing um, in the football club. Um, if not, we're, we're we're trying to prepare for then 
maybe life of the EFL League Two, League One, uh, or e- even you know in the in the conference, because there's you know I'm trying to say to these guys, there's a, there was obviously a stigma about around uh, League Two and League One, and it's this, that, and the other. It's not. It's a it's a fantastic learning environment. I've, I was there for four years, you know, in in League Two and League One. Um, as a, as a first team assistant, uh, and some of the teams, the brand, the brands of football they play is really, really good, a really high standard. Um, and 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 it's important that our young boys f- see this, you know. So they might not, might not be ready to go into our first team, um, but can we get them, you know, experience in the, in the league? Um, if they're even a little bit too young for that, because we've got probably 17, 18, 19 year olds that are not quite ready, are physically uh, have to have physically adapted yet. So you know, everyone's learning is at different times. You might have a player with, a, with an incredible football brain, and um, but his body has to catch up. Or we might have a have, have a player that's 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 ready physically, um, but mentally he's not quite there yet. So we have to find a balance. Can we send him out alone? Can we can we get him in workshops? So. I'm thinking, you know, we're trying to build relationships with, with football clubs around us in terms of like hunger for the Brighton Town, who had a fantastic season this year. Um, you know, broke all sorts of records with Bobby Wilkinson there, um, and have some of our young young ones go out and sample sample training and watch training and be in a dressing room for them on a Saturday, and see what it means to these guys that work nine to five, and, and how much passion and desire they have to go and win for maybe a bonus of twenty five quid. Or they won't have a bonus. They've got the pride of winning and, and being successful at the level they're at to better themselves. And these are all, you know, between 18 and 35-year-olds who, who some of them have been in the shoes where these boys are now. So, you know, we went and played a game this season uh, away to Birmingham. Uh, and we played a non-eaten's pitch, which was horrific. Probably the worst pitch I've played on and seen in probably, I'd say, 20 years of football. You know, um, and our boys before the game were like, oh, go play on this. I said, well, I'll tell you what, it's a great learning curve. Do everything you can in your career not to end up on pitches like this. You know, this is what you got to do. And we, but today we got to fight the elements and, you know, we got to play our game. And, and, to, and it's about, you know, the external factors. It's giving our boys the information as well. How you see the game, we're away from home. We got to keep it tight. You know, we 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 gotta we gotta hold strong. We gotta stay in the game for the first twenty minutes. We gotta impose ourselves. You know, whatever way we're going to set up to play, um, and then think about you know, us as coaches, the the, the facts around it. You know, what's the pitch strike? How far have we travelled? You know, what's the journey been like? Um, what's the weather like? And these little things. So we're trying to we make it as first team as we possibly can. You know, with set plays and whatnot, and, and how we play, the structure we play in, and the discipline we want in the structure. Attacking and defending, um, because through through me, I've been very lucky. Thank God, touch wood, that I've won a few leagues, um, and in in them winning, them winning dressing rooms, there was there's three or four things that were non-negotiables: your work rate, um, your your discipline, uh, your bravery, and your desire. Uh, and for me, within that, you give these boys a structure. Um, to play because we, you know, there's no you, you can't play with one system. You can't play four three three. You have to play two systems: one for attack and one for defend. You know, and it, it, getting these boys. Listen, it's great going forwards. It's great, great, but 
this is this is so important. This is more important than that because if we don't have that at the start, you know, we don't give ourselves a chance to win the game. Um, and it's made them understand that this actually means something, you know, and and so we treat it like as if it is a first team with obviously with with the development inside it. Yeah, and and I just wonder how much of your own mentality as a player do you try and transfer to the the players that you're coaching? Yeah, as much as I can. Um, I, I always wanted to win. Winning was my winning was my thing. I wanted to win. I wanted to win things. Um, and with that, I think of you know I've been. To, I've never the one thing. I think I think this year the Barks and Bucks was the first cup final I won. Would you believe that? I've been Absolutely to probably, and that's in obviously at when I've come. So I've been. I've got beaten the cup final in the League of Ireland. I got beaten two cup finals in Scotland. I beaten the playoff final. So even coming up to that, even in my head, I was like, right, you know, it was so important to me for, for, for us and for me to get that monkey off my back of a cup fund. I want to win a cup fund, you know, um, and, and, and leave it behind me. So um, every, I want our boys to think they can win every game and, and have that winning mentality. But we've, we've also installed it in training in terms of um, we brought in accountability. Um, if you think your, your teammates not working for the team, you've got to tell them and they've got to be told. Uh, and we had it this season where I've had to drop players like a first team because they weren't working hard enough. Um, and I had to take them out of it um, and explain to them and show them what I meant by what way we've done it. And, and, and for it was for the good. Everything's for the team. You know, for us, everything's for the team. I read and, you know, I'm, I'm for the team. So my team now is obviously the 23s. Um, but we, I, I've got to do everything I can to help the gaffer. You know, so the gaffer's come in and he's signed again, which is great. Um, and obviously, Alec is with him, um, which is which is which is really good because it gives us a, a kind of a platform where they're in all summer. They can go and get their own players and whatever we can do. And, and obviously, we, they've added that. Obviously, uh, Mark Bowen's come in, which is again, I think, really, really positive, really good for the club. Um, so you know, it looks like we're all, we're all going really. It's all really going the right direction, you know. And it's going to be a tough season next season. We know that. Um, but I do think we we'll, we will be stronger together. Johnny, what, what else? Yeah, do you want to I was going to say, Noah, what you said there is like you know, as a fan, I know you work for the club now, but like the identity thing, we haven't had for a long time. It's been so hard, you know, and and or you know, now we've got it with yourself in your position, and to see two lads, I think what that came from the Luton game to make it to the final says a lot about people that want to play for the club. And that, that's huge for us as fans. That's what we want to see. You know, someone like yourself there that worked your socks off as a player and doing it as, as, as a coach, it, it gives us confidence because we know the financial stuff. We know the off-field stuff's difficult, but it gives us belief. And, and, and that means a lot. So thank you for that. You know, and and I, 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 it always seems to be rubbing off already what you're doing. I think I think the but like like you said we we had four boys come back from the first team possibly making their first team debut one you know wanting to play and win something which is amazing yeah. you yeah. know it really it really does um, it gives us hope you know uh, and 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 you know these boys they did it means something to them, you know it meant something to them you know making their first team debut meant really meant something to these boys and so it should do it's a 
it's an honor to make your debut for this football club. And, and that's the way I say to me, you, you have to, you know, I'm not, you know, we've done presentations and we've done a couple of things. We, we expect nothing but hard work, nothing but dedication. Um, if you want to make it at this football club, and we, we, we turn it back to the Royal family. I call it, we're a Royal family, but to be a Royal, you have to have the highest standards. Uh, and that's for me, that's in every, so from every day is an opportunity for you, whether you're training with us or you're down with the 18s, or you're with the first team, every day is an opportunity for you to better yourself as a footballer. Um, and it's an unbelievable environment for these boys to work in and to have what they have. And that's a part of probably some of the, I spoke with you, see, and we, obviously myself and Scotty, and about getting these players out to see other environments that they could possibly end up in. You know, yeah. when they come back to, to Bearwood and go, I'm so lucky to have what I have at this unbelievable football club um, and uh, to you know to, to make sure they give it everything they have give everything they've got to, to make their dream come true this is what it's about you know and it's a dream to play for it for Redding football club in my eyes it's 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 it's, uh, it's more than a dream it, it's uh, it's your whole world it's your whole life you know and it can give you some incredible incredible times um, if you give the the, the, the dedication and the, and the and the work and the time and the devotion to it, you know it, it it's it's uh, I'm proof I'm living proof of someone that came from nothing and nowhere to to play in the Premier League against the best players in the world and thinking uh, in some games how have I got here? It's incredible, you know. And um, I just want I want I'm desperate for some rare boys to have that. I see some. So the, the thing is. I see every player that we have at 23s have more ability than I had in my in my whole body. They have in the little toe. Down to the goalkeepers. They have more ability. The left back, the right back, center halves, midfielders, every one of them, the subs, the boys we have in the squad, they have more ability in their in, in their in their weak foot than I had in my whole in my whole body. I think the other things that I had are easy to get if if you open your mind to it. You know, if if you buy into it. And that's what we try and do. We try and get, you know, and it, they have bought into it. They, you know, the, we, I think we saw by, we had a couple of players come back, but we saw by the the levels of work rate that we're putting in. They churned out results. We start, we won games and we were, you know, we, because they've had a tough season. It's been tough in terms of bumping up players that maybe aren't quite ready because, you know, we are short in numbers in the first team. So you're pushing boys up and everyone dug in this season, you know, and, uh, uh, to come out with two or three trophies from the 16s and, and us, it, it's a really, really, um, a really, really proud, a proud thing in, in through a troubled time for for us. You know what I mean? And uh, as a fan, like you know, what we've watched over the last few years, you know, where you know, always a fan we want to see is guys putting the effort. You know, not win every game, but when you played, you put in 100. percent And sometimes recently, it's kind of like uh, these players up for the fight and that's what we want to see back and you're clearly doing that and it's absolutely brilliant to hear mate it really is this episode is supported by fx's clipped the scandalous story of the 2014 clippers owners racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world the series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league starring lawrence fishburne jackie weaver cleopatra coleman and ed o'neill FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. 
Oh, listen, I, it's the only way I know. It's just, it's how, isn't it? Got, it? What got us success might not get other people success, but I do think that fundamentally, I think the fundamentals have to be right for you. And I do think we are getting it back to the club. I do think the gaffer has installed that when he came in. I think he's, he, yeah. you know, he's, he, where we were and to where we got to come the end of the season, I think it was, it was, it was, it was miles. No miles on in terms of where we were. I mean, I, I do think football can be fickle sometimes, and you can, you know, you look back a week, I look forward a week, but if you look over the season where we were, and, you know, it was it was tough. It was a tough season. We lost a lot of bodies through injury and whatnot. And listen, a lot of club, a lot of clubs were the same. You know, the only difference is maybe they had a bit of a depth in the squad, or they, had, they were lucky to have players in the same positions that were of the same, uh, you know. Quality or whatnot, but for some reason, it, we just—I think we just got unlucky this year, and it's been a story a lot of places where, unfortunately, it nearly caught up on us. But I think you know the gaffer coming in and Alec, and then obviously Les jumped up and, and Juicy jumped up. I think they steady the ship, and, and we've got some really important results and um, some really good performances. So it, it does give you hope that you know we can go again next year and, and do it. Definitely. Yeah, and, and no, I just just one wanted to ask you. Do you feel you've got an advantage as a coach, um, as a former player and coming through the way that you did and, you know, you've got that, that real strong work ethic? Do you think that gives you an advantage as a coach that you can tell your players that you're working with about your experience and what they can achieve? Do, do you think that really helps you? I try. <laughs> it's, it's mad because... because I, the last four, three or four years, kind of transitioned straight from playing um, into management in Ireland, uh, just for for for, for eight games till, till uh, the manager came back. He, he was in hospital, um, and then I went. Obviously, we went to Swindon. Um, the some of the players that I was playing, I was coaching or there with coaching um, were my age. So you had Mark, you had Mark Richard, who, who was obviously a veteran around the leagues. A little bit older than me, I think. Um, but he scored goals at lower le- lower level. I'm not going to tell Mark Roberts or Mark Richards how to score goals. He knows how to score goals, you know. So, and and we had Matty Taylor. Matty Taylor was our left back, you know. So I'm not going to tell Matty Taylor how to defend as a left back. What I can do is help him if, if you know, in terms of um, when when things maybe he, he might get slightly wrong, just to let him know what he's done. And he takes you know these little things. Um, so I, I I never wanted to go back on. And say, well, when I was a player, I, you know, and it kind of comes across a little bit condescending or, a little, you know, so I always make jokes about saying, I will go, well, that's when I was a player back when I was in the 14 and I was, you know, I, I could, I scored this kind of goal and, and we joke about it. And I was talking about being back in Ireland. I'd never go back to right when I was at Red or when I was, you know, at Ipswich or Portsmouth or wherever I was. I, I you know, this wasn't me. Um, so I, I think the boys, I presume the boys will know I play for the club, um, and, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. You know, so with, within that, um, I try and just say, look, if you if you're asking my opinion, um, I think you know. But obviously, these boys need, you know, they're 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 making their way and they're figuring it out. So you have to help them, and you have to, you know, you have to show them the way sometimes. Uh, and then there's other times where you can leave and try to figure it out themselves. Like in one of the games we played, um. We had set up for a back three in the game that they played throughout the season, but when 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 the game came to us, they played with a back four, um, and so the press was off, uh, and the team we played against uh, got out probably seven or eight times through the press, 
and Sky, <laughs> I was standing there with Sky, and we could see it. Um, and because we felt that they, they, they didn't have enough to hurt us, no respect to them, they didn't have enough to hurt us, um, we, we left the play to half time and we left them to figure it out themselves and see if they could figure out right, why, why haven't we got the press right and can they figure it out within the game. So they came over you know, with about 15, 20 minutes in saying, you know, they're getting out, it goes, okay, you've recognised it, good, now can you fix it? Can you organise as a midfield three and your wingers to come back and can you organise who goes and presses at what time? And left them to it and they didn't. So at half time when they came in, we said, right, this is, you know, this is the this is how they set up, this is the way they're getting out, and this is how we're gonna uh, jump on the press. And when we done that, I mean we were winning one at half time. Um and when we done that, we ended up winning the game quite well, quite easily to be honest. Um because we because but I want you have to give them the opportunity to try to figure it out themselves because they're gonna go and play games hopefully where there's twenty four thousand uh, at the Majeski and it's full and they have to see it for what it is on the pitch and they have to be able to communicate themselves and organise themselves from you know from obviously the keeper to the defenders and the midfielders to the front and they've got to have it in sync you know they, and they, they've got to get it right they got to get the timing right so there's loads of elements they're trying to develop at that time that we try and leave them develop and if they can't we'll help them then uh, whether we pull them over during the game if we think it's going to affect us or a half time if we can get that you know yeah, Noel. I've got two final questions, and then Johnny, I'll let I'll let you come in after mm-hmm. that. Um, the, my first of the two questions, Noel, is: I think there definitely seems to be since you came in, uh, and you were you were part of this, uh, uh, you know, a, a respected former player coming back in in that role. But even then, that, in that short space of time that you've come back, we've now got a head of recruitment, we've got a director of football. Paul Lintz has been confirmed as a, the manager, obviously. You know, not to everyone's liking, of course. Fans are, are, are entitled to that opinion. But it does feel in that very short space of time that there has been quite a lot of progress made where Reading are now sort of pointing more in the right direction. And and the fans are, are feeling that. Could, does everyone at the club feel that as well? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, obviously, um, you've, we've got... Uh, Things happen all the time, um, and I I was even texting this morning, um, and things you know little things are getting done behind the scenes all the time. I know, you know, Mark Bones is an unbelievable football man, and he you know he's got vast experience in in, in the football in the in the league and um, and what he's done throughout his career as a player. So having someone like him back at the club, it, it, it's brilliant, I think, and give you know obviously. Having that 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 football people, football people involved, it's only really it's only good for the club, you know. It's only a good thing for the club, you know. And and that's the important thing for me. It's all about the club, you know. Um, so you know, like you said, there's things happening and and, and progressing. Even you know, I, I've seen plenty of um, comments on Twitter because there was a a newsletter came out about what was happening. Bang 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 about signing this retains and and everyone was happy with it. You know, they're really please that something a message from the club and I thought you know it's great so we are going the right direction you know and it's going to be we are I think once everyone knows I think it's important the fans know we are still an embargo it's tough um, and we have to be really obviously patient with what we've got what seven players so far we've you know it's it's important that we give we give the gaffer and that time and the team time that whoever comes in um time to get together and gel and bond and you know and we've got a fight in our hands no doubt but it's good 
we're good at fighting. Yeah. You know, when we've always been a, a good at fighting our corner. And now when we're back at the corner, we come out fighting. Um, and we've been in that dressing room many times before. I always say we've got an underdog mentality. Um, in my dressing room, especially the 23s, we are underdogs. We outwork opposition. You know, we that's it. There's no ifs, buts, or maybes. Um, and, and the stats will prove that. So for me, that that they, they understand that it's clear messages. They know that first and foremost, we work harder than the opposition. Secondly, we, we know that our football now and our, our tactics will get will get them right, hopefully. And then obviously you want a trophy as part of that as well. So congratulations for that. And my, my final question is: have you got targets for, for next season in terms of you know getting one player, more than one player into the first team? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah, again, it'll go off probably, um, it, it, you know, because obviously, again, right now, it's, it's, we're right at the very start. Um, I'm pretty sure, because it, it's common sense to think that, you know, we need 20 outfield players for the first three or four or five games of the preseason. So I'd like to think that a lot of my 23s, you know, uh, with Kelvin E., Roshan, Nelson Abbey, they'll all be up and around the first team, Kel, uh, Keane Levy, uh, Mamadi, um, you know, Jarrell, and, and whoever else we, we, we've got. We'll, we'll want them to help out the first team for numbers, get the boys out there fit, uh, the ones that come in and, and, and make sure they got enough bodies around it. So I, for me, it's probably a little bit of a waiting game um, in terms of finding out who we have. But I know who we have coming through, um, but making sure as well that um, we ain't forcing, you know, we ain't forcing player development because we need numbers. We ain't risking people's uh, careers because of numbers and whatnot. It's important that we don't do that because players can get hurt. And I don't want, we, we don't want 16, 16 year olds, to, if they're not good enough and ready to come and play 23 football, having to be up and around it because of numbers. Now, that might be the case, and we can dip and choose and make sure that. We use it wise. So next year might be a little bit different, you know, guys, in terms of what we have, um, you know. So I've got to play a little bit of a waiting game, figure out where we are in terms of numbers and whatnot in the squad. I know we've signed three or four from the 18s coming up, um, but we need more. Um, so but at the, right now, the first team is priority. That's it, you know, and um, so... It's about them, them guys getting their business done first and then we helping as much as we can and throwing as many as we can their way whenever they see fit. Um, and then going, and then going yeah, obviously, about the 23s league and whatnot and um, and giving the boys we have. Them. It, it might be a year or two. We don't know. It, you know. Someone could come out of the blue, have a growth spurt, um, have a penny drop over the summer. Yeah, there's always one or two and they could get they could get fired right up. So it's exciting when that happens because you can see it, you know, you see it develop and whatnot and go, oh, he's come back different or, oh, he's a little bit behind and he shouldn't be there, you know. So it's about gauging everyone as they come back. We've tested everybody that that, that, that are coming back next season. Um, so when we come back in on the 17th, we'll know where they are. Yeah. And, and Johnny, final question for you. Yeah, no, just, no it's obviously it's like you're part of the club and it's such a breath of fresh air. We're hearing about what's happening because it's been so silent for you know so long. But you had probably what Eamon Dolan, Brian, Steve as your mentors, if that's a fair comment. And way, the way you talk is just how they were taught. What have they what have they taught you as a, a coach, person, player that you pass on? 
Eamon was the reason probably I got I got into culture. Um, when I when I when I done my knee, uh, it was about West Brom away. I'd come back from international duty, and I knew something wasn't right. Um, and uh, so after the game, I went asked for a scan. And when the scan results came back, they were kind of like, "What? Why you've been playing on this? This is ridiculous kind of thing." And you shouldn't have been playing for the last few months. And I was obviously because you want to play. You just, you just want to yeah. play, you know. So, um, it kept me out. I was out for I think a year just on there. But within that time, Brendan was the manager. Brendan Rogers was the gaffer, um, and he was like, oh, "I want you to go watch games and whatnot." And, and to be fair, he was great. He sent me to like Liverpool v United v Liverpool and do a report on Rooney or whatever. And I was going to watch Chelsea and. I'd, you know, do reports on how I was playing and stuff. And then, you know, was aiming, was like, listen, come and get involved in the evenings. You're not doing anything. And and come down around the academy bit. And in the afternoon, there's always sessions going on. Um, so it was it, it, it was more aim that got me involved in the coaching side of it. And, what, and um, he was such a unique character. Yeah. Uh, and he was such a, a, a loving, generous man. Um, and a funny man. And a madman. In all these things that he would do and say, you could not. I didn't know how to take him half the time. In terms of, I didn't know if he was being serious with me or if he was on the wind up. Um, and I got stuck. I got stuck in America with him. Uh, we went out for a week. I went as an ambassador for the football club uh, to Charlotte. The Ash Club was it 2010, I think it was 2010, and uh, we, got, we got stuck there for a month with the, with the team of 17 year olds. Um, so it was Eamon, it was Ed Franklin at the time, uh, Becky the physio, um, and who was in part of the squad was uh, Ucha Pise, uh, J- uh, Jordan Obita, and, and Johnny Goddard, and a few of these, got all these guys. Um, and uh, we got stuck there for, the, for a month, honestly. And I've never had such an amazing holiday. I, I mean, and I was the first team player, so it was different for me than these boys, yeah. but how we were treated the laugh we had and the, the, the pranks that went on, you could not believe. He caught me with an absolute beauty. Honestly, <laughs> I thought it was live on Fox Sports. We were doing something for Fox Sports. He had spoke to the, the reporter before it. So when he went, we're live on Fox Sports, he started calling me Stephen. And he, start, he started like, talking about Stephen at Wolves. And I'm still, I'm going red, and I'm going, I'm getting worse. Like I'm getting embarrassed next. I'm trying to play on. I'm trying to play along. But I'm Stephen, live, live to America. I'm like, this is not going to go down. Like this is going to get caught. I'm going to get done here. And um, it went on for about five minutes. As I turned, I just seen him and burst out laughing. Like, and everyone was on the floor. The whole squad's on the floor. Everyone's on the floor laughing. I turn around. The cameraman's on the floor rolling around. The camera's looking, looking up in the air and all. I thought you got me. I couldn't believe it. He got me. So I kicked that kickstart probably our next three weeks in a, in in Charlotte. Like, and it was just prank after prank. And I got I got so close with him, and he was just a, a, such a loving a loving man. Um, and how he how he brought everybody together was was so unique. That's what I I, I really um I picked up how he took everyone came together around him. Um, and that's what I like. I like that. I like I like being the glue. Get, you know, make sure the parents are right. And you know, I, I, one thing I don't like is I hate bitchiness. There's just there's no room for it in football. We we're all here for the same goal. Whether you're recruitment or your uh, your coaching or your uh, HR or your or your financial, we're all here. We're all working for the same goal. 
the same company for the same goal. Um, and there's not to be fair. It's great. So I was, I'm just trying to make sure that all our relationships are all really good and everyone's open. And everyone knows what we're on. And we're all on the same page and we're all moving in the right direction. That's and I'm and I'm moving in the right direction as, as the club has been for years. So that was that's you know what I've took from them people. But I mean, it's just yeah, I, I, there's so much that you could take from it. It's, it's it's I mean, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be where I am. I'm working with the people I work with. Yeah, well, no, it's been absolutely brilliant to have you on as a guest. And we've taken up far too much of your time on your holiday. <laughs> oh, guys, look, I'll tell you what. Look, have a look, you see? I don't know if you can see any of that. Oh, it looks very nice. You're making me envious. I'll still, I'll still get burnt in there. I'll, I'll get burnt in there. Maybe we're doing you a favour then. 100%. Yeah. All right. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. No problem at all. Enjoy your holiday, Noel. Lovely to speak to you. Yeah, John. Yeah, you too, mate. See you soon. Take care. Right. See you, mate. Bye, guys. For today's episode, tomorrow is our final episode of Series 1. So join us anytime from 10 a.m. tomorrow for that. Although we're not sure it's going to live up to this episode. Brilliant to have yeah. Noel on. And, uh, you know, just finally, thank you again, Noel, um, for your time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.